G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. All of the things, social division, people shouting at each other, persecution, socioeconomic inequities, exploitation, child labour, forced prostitution, the list goes on. With all those things happening seemingly completely out of control, we can quickly come to the conclusion that little old me can't make one iota of a difference. Well, if that's a conclusion you've come to, then you'd be absolutely and completely wrong. Hi, I'm Bernie Diamond, and welcome again to the program, as today we take a look at the call of God on your life from a different perspective. And do stay tuned, because in just a few minutes, I'll be telling you about the powerful prayer that could be coming your way to help you through whatever it is that you happen to be dealing with in your life just at the moment. It's true, isn't it? We turn on the evening news night after night and we see the terrible things happening in the world. Right now, where I live, it's corrupt politicians taking bribes, people we trusted cheating on the people who elected them. Then, of course, the terrible things happening across the Middle East, wars and and rumours of war. And, and things like child labour and forced prostitution and slavery, which oppress over 100 million people across the globe. Just think of the incredible pain and misery of that multiplied by 100 million. Those things don't even make the news. Domestic violence, the rape of women and children, child sexual abuse. Have you ever turned off the evening news in such disgust and come to the conclusion there's just not a thing I can do about all that? And then you pour yourself a glass of wine, as many people do, and you prepare your dinner and sit down and relax and unwind and watch a bit more telly and, and then head off to bed just to do the same all again tomorrow. Social researchers talk about the phenomenon of cocooning. We, we come to the conclusion that the world out there is so crazy out of control, we can't do anything about it, so we cocoon ourselves into our own little worlds, travelling the self-same rut day by day, wrapping ourselves in whatever comfort and if our means afford it, luxury that we can. And all that helps us to ignore the terrible things happening out there. That little scenario is repeated billions of times every day around the world by people who've come to the conclusion that they can't make a difference. So, like the proverbial Emperor Nero, we fiddle while Rome burns. Hmm. Is it really true that you and I are impotent to change the world? It could be. After all, most of us are just ordinary people. Most of us don't have the power to stand up and to speak out and affect meaningful, powerful, lasting change. Surely, I mean, surely our political leaders, that's their job. And some celebrities, people like Bono, you know, they have the platform to get up and speak against bad things. They have millions of followers on social media and access to television screens and newspapers and reporters and journalists. Surely it's up to them. And boy, aren't they making a hash of things. Back in the 1700s, there was an Irish statesman called Edmund Burke. Unless you happen to be Irish, you've probably never heard of him. But he once said something that you probably have heard. 
it's this, that the only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. You've heard that before, right? During the Holocaust of the Jews by the Nazi regime in World War II, the church in Germany largely stood idly by and said nothing, while Hitler and his cronies systematically slaughtered over six million Jews. Well, most of the church. There was a man called Dietrich Bonhoeffer, a pastor who stood up against the regime. He was killed. Well, surely that could never happen again. Surely we'd learn from that. 1994, Rwanda. A million slaughtered in a hundred days. The streets lined with rotting bodies. I've spoken to people who were there. The West stood by, closed its eyes and let it happen. 2014, Iraq. The slaughter of Christians and forced rape of women by Muslim extremists, ISIS. We stood by and watched it happen. And those, my friend, are just a few isolated examples. This stuff's happening all around the world and we stand by and watch. Well, actually, we don't watch. We switch off the evening news, pour another glass of wine, enjoy dinner before heading off to our safe, warm beds. Now, it may be that you think I'm being a little unfair. What can someone, an ordinary person like you and me, do sitting in another part of the world about the terrible things happening on the other side of the world? Well, the answer is rather a lot more than you may think. 2,000 years ago, Jesus said this, Luke chapter 11, verse 23. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. When you think about it, Burke's pronouncement back in the 1700s that the only thing necessary for evil to triumph is for good men to do nothing is almost an exposition of what Jesus said. Jesus is saying to you and me, if you just sit there and do nothing, if you're not actually getting up and being with me, if you're just patting yourself on the back that really you're not a bad person, then basically you're not with me, you're against me because you haven't stood up to be counted. Church, wake up. By and large, we're asleep at the wheel, corporately and individually. There are so many different things that we could be doing. We could be using social media to speak out. We can create effective communication campaigns to change hearts. We can demonstrate the love of Christ in practical ways so far as we're capable. And that's much more than what we're doing right at the moment. Don't get me wrong, not every part of the church, but large parts of the church. And as individuals... We can choose to sponsor a child in a poor country, give her an education as she grows up and tell her about Jesus so that when she is an adult, she'll be capable of affecting change in her country from within. In the workplace, we can take a firm but loving stand against the things we know are wrong, being prepared to sacrifice promotions and favours from others for the sake of doing and speaking what is right. Are you getting the picture here? As churches and individuals, we need to be on a war footing because people, the world is at war, a war of devastation being waged by the spiritual forces of evil. And all that's required for evil to triumph is for good men and good women like you and me to switch off the evening news, pour another glass of wine, go to bed in our soft, comfortable beds and do nothing. So when Jesus asks you, are you for me or against me? What is your life, the way that you're living it at the moment, saying to him in answer to that question? Hmm? It's pretty confronting, isn't it? Sometimes we see bad things happening just in our little parts of the world. And instead of standing up for the weak, instead of speaking out and risking the ridicule or even the wrath of others in the process, we sit there and through our silence in action, we are complicit in the deeds of evil going on around us. If it were a crime that was happening in front of us, this evil going on, we could be convicted as accessories through our inaction. 
Dietrich Bonhoeffer was a Lutheran pastor and an anti-Nazi dissident in Germany during World War II. He spoke out and he was harassed and persecuted. He was part of the underground movement smuggling Jews out of Germany to Switzerland. He knew about the plot to assassinate Hitler. In April 1943, he was arrested for being complicit in that plot and was finally executed on the 8th of April 1945 after a sham trial. Bonhoeffer stood up against evil and it cost him his life. And that's exactly what Jesus has called you and me to do. Matthew chapter 16, verses 24 to 26. Then Jesus told his disciples, If any of you want to become my followers, let them deny themselves, take up their cross, and follow me. For those who want to save their life will lose it, and those who lose their life for my sake will find it. For what will it profit you if you gain the whole world, but you forfeit your life? Or what will you gain in return for your life? Yeah, as things turn out in this world, good men and good women like you and me, we can do a lot more than we think. So, are you for him or against him? like to remind you that if you have a prayer need, we would love to pray for you. Listen, the only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. Just let that sink in. The only sort of prayer that the Bible teaches about is the sort that has powerful results. So if you'd like us to pray with you, in fact, if you'd like our whole prayer community to pray with you, stop by online at PowerfulPrayer.org to share your prayer request. It's completely confidential. Your name won't be displayed. And in fact, while you're there, perhaps you could pray for one or two others and leave them an encouraging word as well. The Bible says that the prayer of the righteous is powerful and effective. So let us pray for you and with you. And let's just see what God does, how he intervenes, how he chooses to bless you. That web address again is PowerfulPrayer.org. I'm Bernie Diamond. I'll catch you again same time Monday with a different perspective. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.